Welcome to the Practical Employment Law Podcast, a podcast covering all aspects of American employment law. I'm your host, Mark Chumley. In a somewhat surprising move, the CDC announced on Friday that it is removing masking and physical distancing recommendations for people who have been vaccinated. This has had a domino effect with several states, including Ohio, quickly adopting the CDC's new position and lifting previously imposed restrictions. A couple of points to note. The CDC guidance applies to non-healthcare settings, and it does not apply to prisons, homeless shelters, and public transportation. Also, bear in mind that the CDC only issues recommendations, and they do not have the force of law. Any applicable state or local laws or regulations continue to govern until they are amended or revoked. Having said that, what does this mean for businesses in states that have already or will soon adopt the new CDC guidelines? To put it more simply, can you stop requiring masks in the workplace? This seems like it should be simple, but it's a surprisingly complicated issue, and what I'll cover in this episode is what to consider to answer this question for your business. First, as noted, you still need to take into account applicable laws and regulations that may govern these issues. So even if your state has adopted the CDC guidelines, consider whether local orders continue to apply that require masking and social distancing regardless of vaccination status. There was initially a question of whether the CDC guidelines were consistent with OSHA's most recent guidance, which was issued in January. At that time, OSHA noted that employers should not be making distinctions between vaccinated and unvaccinated employees. However, since the CDC issued its new guidance, OSHA has stated that it is in the process of updating its guidance and, quote, until those updates are complete, please refer to the CDC guidance for information on measures appropriate to protect fully vaccinated workers, end quote. So, as of now, OSHA is simply going along with the CDC. However, 22 states, including, for example, Indiana, Kentucky, Michigan, and California, have their own OSHA rules, so employers still need to consider the issue, and they also need to stay tuned for additional federal OSHA guidance. Next point to consider, employers need to keep in mind what works best for their business. You may or may not elect to keep things like masks and social distancing in place. It's a function of several factors, including things like customer expectations, employee preferences, and morale, and what you're in a position to ask for and enforce right now. There is no one-size-fits-all approach, but my anecdotal observation is that most employers are looking to ease restrictions immediately or in the near future. That brings us to what is possibly the biggest issue for employers. If the guidance says that masks are no longer necessary for people who are fully vaccinated, should I ask my employees if they are vaccinated? Initially, just asking the question is permissible according to the EEOC, but you cannot inquire why if an employee discloses that they are not vaccinated. The problem, of course, is that once you open up the topic, many employees may volunteer the reason, and that may create an ADA issue. Some employers will elect to go down this road, and if they do, they need to keep the vaccination information about their employees confidential and be prepared to respond to requests for accommodation, 
both for disabilities and for religious reasons. Also, employers who do track vaccination status and enforce masks for the unvaccinated will also need to be alert for harassment and bullying that may occur between the employee groups. Finally, bear in mind that fully vaccinated, according to the CDC, means two weeks after receiving the Johnson & Johnson vaccination or after receiving the second dose of the Pfizer or Moderna vaccines. Of course, the fact is that most employers probably do not want to get into the business of policing the vaccination status of their employees. They also don't want to get sued by an employee who becomes sick or perhaps cited by OSHA if an employee becomes sick. Another approach that carries some risk with it is simply issuing a policy that is consistent with CDC and other applicable standards, like governor's orders, for example, and noting that employees are expected to comply but the employer will not be checking on vaccination status. Employees can be asked to acknowledge the policy when it's issued, or even certify that they will comply with the policy. For employers who are not willing to check on vaccination status and verify it, this is probably the most attractive approach. There are some additional issues to consider. One is that some states have orders in effect and many have pending legislation that prohibit any adverse action based on whether or not an individual, often specifically an employee, has received the COVID vaccination. Similarly, some states have orders and pending legislation that prohibit any request for proof of vaccination, the so-called vaccination passport. Obviously, in these states, employers need to consider what orders and laws are out there before instituting a policy. I should note that in the states that prohibit requests for proof of vaccination, employers may be able to require the vaccine, but they still have to rely on the honor system because they're not permitted to check. Another thing to consider if you are easing mask wearing rules is to note specifically in your policy or memo to employees that vaccinated employees are free to continue wearing masks if they choose to do so. You don't want to imply that masks are prohibited, and this may also minimize the assumptions employees will make based on who is and who is not wearing a mask. I also think it makes sense to remind employees of any COVID-19 preventative measures that you intend to leave in place. Things like reminding employees to wash hands and use hand sanitizer, continuing to supply hand sanitizer, or urging employees who feel ill or have fevers to stay home. Obviously, the masks have been the most visible and to some the most onerous measure businesses and employers have imposed. But like the decision on whether or not to continue requiring masks, employers also have discretion on the other things I just mentioned and more. So if you intend to use any of those things, make employees aware of their expectations. One other important issue is that if you work with unions, you will need to consult with them and possibly bargain over the mask issue as well as vaccinations. The last thing I want to mention is something that I've said in other contexts. Employers should not make rules that they are unable or unwilling to enforce. However you choose to approach the issue of masks going forward, make sure it's something you can live with. This has been the Practical Employment Law Podcast. Thanks for listening. Please watch for future episodes wherever you get podcasts. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. If you would like to contact me about any aspect of the podcast, my email address is mchumley at kmklaw.com, and my full contact information is in the show notes.
This podcast was created for general informational purposes only and does not constitute legal advice or a solicitation to provide legal services. Although we attempt to ensure that the podcast is complete, accurate, and up-to-date, we assume no responsibility for its completeness, accuracy, or timeliness. The information in this podcast is not intended to create, and listening to it does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. Listeners should not act upon this information without seeking professional legal counsel.